Welcome to Couples Becoming Intentional. I'm Carrie. I am John. And here at Couples Becoming Intentional, we want to equip you with different tools and resources so that you can live intentional lives with those that you love to leave a legacy that lasts. Welcome to this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. We're excited that you are here. And if you are joining us for the first time, I'm Carrie. And this is my husband, John. And we... I I am John. (laughs) Yes. And we talk about all aspects of relationships, marriage, getting married, and how you can be intentional in those relationships. And if you have been listening for a long time and you have not left us a review, if you could go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, that really means the world to us. We read every single one and we just love to be able to know what you guys are loving about the podcast. And it helps it gets it out to more people, which is awesome. Okay. Today we are going... We're in the midst of wedding season, and I feel like now that we are moving into wedding we're moving, season, yeah, yeah, we're moving into wedding season. It's, it's the still end of spring. It's the end of May. June is coming. Like so many people, graduation. Oh my wedding. gosh. <laughs> um, what else is happening in the spring? Well, and to school, the Holdernesses uh, yeah. put out a video to the parody of September. You know, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I know you didn't know who sang that song, but that's okay. Um, they it's did the eighties. That was before I was born. <laughs> they did a parody called Maysember. Mm. I'll have it linked down in the show notes if you have not watched it. It is hilarious, but it just epitome describes of everything I'm walking through right now. Of but we're getting and like graduation, end of school, teacher gifts, teacher appreciation, Mother's Day, everything. <laughs> Finn's birthday, your birthday, like everything's kind of like towards the season. We have a wedding coming up. We By do. the time this comes out, the wedding will already be done, but we're recording it pre-wedding and it's just the prepping for all of it. And we're going to be sharing, each of us are going to be sharing one thing that we wish we would have known before we got married. And then we're just going to discuss because we got married. I had just turned 20. You were 21. Yep. And last week we were talking about how marriage in like a Western sense is all about self-gratification when really it should be about others edification. And I remember going into marriage, really romanticizing what marriage was going to be like. I was the type of person who like dreamed about their wedding, wanted to get married young because I I hate to say it. And I, I like, I struggle like seeing this now of like getting married young yes is a good beautiful thing when it's done right i feel like so often we favor like being married young on such a high pedestal that sometimes it doesn't work out that we go into it with the wrong heart and the wrong intentions and i think for me what somebody would what the one thing that i wish somebody would have told me before i got married is that marriage is going to reveal more about what I'm doing wrong rather than what my spouse is doing wrong. And I'm sure people have told me that along the way, but that is something that has just been sticking with me recently. Um, Our care pastor at our church was sitting down in a counseling appointment with um, a couple who had been married a long time, but are in counseling now, which is a, is a beautiful thing. Can we just pause and say, it's a good thing that couples are getting counseling if they've been married for 30 years. Like instead of just running to divorce, it's actually a good thing that they're getting counseling. So I'm really proud of this couple for doing it. And one of the one of the little tidbits that he mentioned was instead of looking to your spouse of all the things that they're doing wrong, look into yourself to be like, 
how, how am I actually causing this? And just being a little bit more introspective about it, going to the, before the Lord and asking him to reveal different things in you rather than going to like blame and shame and guilt your spouse into everything that they're doing wrong. Right. Like there's this like, right. We've said it before, like take ownership of what you bring to any conflict. Yep. Like when you like ask God to like reveal things in you. And I remember going through this process of just like, of, um, reveal any childhood wounds which mm-hmm. if your spouse is doing some or yeah if your spouse is doing something and you're getting rubbed the wrong way of like ah why do i feel this way mm-hmm. like re- ask god to reveal like what what memory did that actually like uh m- maybe not like actual memory but like your body like remembers like this happened and therefore now i'm responding in anger you may not remember what that first causation was Mm -hmm. so ask god to like reveal it because like he knows what it is and he wants you to like know what it is so that you can like not always react that same way Mm -hmm. and so like we're we're big components right of like not reacting but like responding Mm -hmm. back to your spouse and sometimes that does take 10 seconds sometimes Mm -hmm. that does take hours and then the person the receiving end of someone like pausing being okay with that pause of just yeah. like not wanting them to rush an answer because it might not be the most loving. It might not mm-hmm. be the most educated. It might not be, it could be just, um, just selfish mm-hmm. reasons of, of what they're resp- reacting with. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, that, that brought up a really good like piece of advice that I was actually given. I remember it wasn't given to us. It was actually given to another couple that we were sitting at their wedding, at the reception. The videographer came around and came up to all the couples and said, give me your best piece of advice for the married couple. Hmm. Talk about like pressure. You're like on the spot. Well, the couple that we were sitting next to, her husband wasn't there, but right away, or maybe he was, I don't remember. It's all blurry now. It was a long time ago. Um, The wife said, when you're in a conflict or when, when, opportunities rise and you say something and your spouse doesn't respond wait five minutes and i was like yeah right yeah right i'm not waiting that long because she was wise and she knew that that spouse was a processor Mm -hmm. and this was probably two years into us getting married and i hadn't figured that out yet so i can distinctly remember hearing that and being like i married a processor (laughs) And sitting in the car when I would ask something to you and you would say, I'm processing, I would actually allow you the space to process. And to be perfectly honest, most of the time when it gets to five minutes, I forget what we were already talking about. (laughs) Um, But allowing you that space to process and me not saying anything because I want things to be solved very, very quickly. And sometimes you actually need to sit and process and feel all the feelings and understand where it's coming from before I'm actually the one to like speak and cut it off right even like the fact um i remember this was also an argument for a while i was just like ongoing (laughs) if you're processing let me know that you're processing yeah but by letting you know that i was processing it broke my processing Mm -hmm. like thought pattern yeah and so then i would it would pop my bubble and then i would like go Go back back and start thinking about it again and to be honest like a lot of my processing is distractions of like oh, right, I actually have to do this over on this thing. And so to actually like um, get to the mental like space of like, why did I do the thing that I did? Mm-hmm. Of like um, understanding, oh, why did I do that? Um, 
it takes a little bit, especially for myself. And so like, it's okay. Like, um, one, if your spouse is an internal processor, be comfortable in silence. Yeah. That's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the ver- mm-hmm. uh, vice versa, if your pro- spouse is an um, external processor, don't be mad with their initial thoughts yeah. because it might not be true, mm-hmm. but that is what initially came to them. Yeah. And, but they need to say it out loud mm-hmm. so that they can realize, Oh, this, that's actually not true of this situation. Mm-hmm. And so like be comfortable with silence and don't, uh, don't be sensitive. No, that's not right. No, uh, <laughs> you can uh, be sensitive. You can be sensitive. I'm a sensitive person. Yeah. Um, but like, be more grace-filled with grace-filled, yeah. external processing spouses. <laughs> in, in general, that's a good practice I, yeah, with exactly. anybody because yeah. people don't always think through their words before they speak them. And Yes. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Mm. Which all, all of this conversation brings back to like the original point was one of the w- things I wish I would have known before I got married was that I wish I would have taken more ownership of where I'm at fault, taking more ownership of allowing you to process Instead of me just feeling like, well, he is ignoring me. He hates me. And that's that's not true. He's wired differently. And that's a good thing. It's actually been a huge blessing in our marriage that we're wired very differently. And allowing the space to let him process. So I like I'll shout that from the rooftops that when you're entering into any relationship, this is not just marriage, but that you would learn to take ownership for what you bring to the table. We talk about that often here. And then just start asking the Lord to bring about like, where was I wrong? Where was I at fault? How can I make this better? How can I make this right with my significant other? And just own up to maybe even the 10% that you caused, but looking to yourself to being like, how am I not like Jesus in this sense, rather than going and blaming your spouse or your future spouse for whatever you that comes to mind easily <laughs> shoot i was processing about something and then i lost it I, this happens to me of like sometimes i get so in, introspective mm-hmm. that like i forget to listen and so then i start listening but then if i'm li- actively listening mm-hmm. like there's listening but there's active listening of like actually hearing the words that people are using mm-hmm. which is a great skill um, but then if I'm actively listening, I can't process right what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And so then, yeah. So then I need that like 10 seconds of like, okay, this is what they were actually saying. Because if you go off of what, um, what you thought they said, mm-hmm. then it just goes that spirals into it. Another kind of right fight of like, well, no, that's not what I said. Mm-hmm. Like I said this mm-hmm. and we're like well i heard you but i heard you say this like mm-hmm. well were you actually listening to me <laughs> yeah and so anything else on the subject no I, i'm one? i'm ready to hear what 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 is the one thing you wish you have known before you got married sex isn't all that it's cracked up to be sex is great yes but when you are going into a monogamous relationship uh hopefully pure hopefully like you haven't done anything before you're not gonna know what you're that you don't know what you're doing yeah and so the first time it's probably gonna suck (laughs) and so the beauty of a marriage that is a long term that Mm -hmm. is uh going until death does us part Mm -hmm. 
apart part we talk about this every time we say this do we <laughs> yes death do us part is it okay <laughs> uh <laughs> i will never get it right that's okay we'll strive <laughs> uh it's that you can grow in it and that is one area that you can continually to grow mm-hmm. uh because guess what? when you're first married you're newbies like mm-hmm. you don't know what the other what the other person wants you don't know what you kind of don't really know what you want either and so like you grow in that of like Mm -hmm. okay and that's why like communication is so important of like i don't like that and i do like that Mm -hmm. without getting into any graphic details (laughs) so a lot of the conversations that i've been having recently with people who just got married or people who are preparing to get married is that they they believed this aspect of sex which i feel like purity culture did is that it was a beautiful, glorious thing, but it's caged up by a chastity belt <laughs> that can only be very beautiful if you are pure until marriage. Right, like the marriage is that key that unlocks yes. it. And yes, like Now you can have the most wonderful sex life. Right, which when you then get married, if you have made a decision to stay pure until marriage and then that wedding night comes a lot of the conversations i've been having lately is that it's hard to flip a switch Mm. because you're literally talking your vows and like when you are pronounced man and wife this is like a five minute turnaround during a ceremony that now all of a sudden you're now gifted with the key (laughs) and you have unlocked it you now have before god been in abiding by his rules are allowed to experience this and I my heart absolutely breaks when I hear women or have are in conversations with people who say that is this really all that it is? Like I don't actually enjoy this. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, my heart breaks." Because it is hard to flip this switch. It is hard to flip the switch between no and yes that quickly. Mm. And it takes your body, especially for females, it takes your body a long time to prepare for that, especially when you have heard no for such a long time, for so many years, that now to all of a sudden your body is now open and welcome for that. It takes a long time for your body to actually like recuperate that. So being able to step into the night of your wedding and being like, yep, everything's fine and hunky-dory and everything's great and it's going to be great and it's going to be this magical existential experience, like, no. Isn't it like hurt for a while? Depends on the woman. Yes, absolutely. Depends on the woman. Depends on how God designed. Depends on all. There's so many factors that go into it that I can't, I don't want to make a blanket statement like that. Okay. Um, However, the thing that I keep telling these, like the women who come up and like, just kind of talk to me and vent to me about it is it gets better. Hmm. And it does not stay the same. It does not like the... (laughs) what your sex life looks like as a newlywed is not going to be the same as it is 10 years down the road prayerfully. And hopefully it's not right that you guys are, there's stronger communication. There's stronger, like you're understanding fully the commitment. You're becoming more comfortable and confident. That was a lot of C's um, with yourselves as you are growing in your relationship, that it becomes better. And mm. just like, I have no, I have no analogy for that because that just seems weird to me. Um, but it does get better as you as you do it more 
and you start figuring out. Right. And having that like level of comfortability, that yeah. level of like communication, just like, like be open and honest about mm-hmm. that. Cause like if your spouse truly loves you, which mm-hmm. they just confessed and their vows that they truly love you, yeah, they will hear you out. And mm-hmm. so like on the guy side of that, like be comfortable if you're, wife because i i feel like guys are just like i'm ready to go like i yeah this is what i've been waiting for and mm-hmm. they just want to jump in and right. your wife might not be ready for that yeah of just like find find what she's comfortable with first mm-hmm. and like then grow from there mm-hmm. and so like yeah be be patient because mm-hmm. it's not going to be that magical existential it could experience. be it could be we're not downplaying that it absolutely right. could be but i want to have realistic expectations right especially for a husband and a wife because if the husband has this expectation that it is going to be the most magical thing in the world and the wife is not fully ready or um open or things aren't like she's mentally and physically not ready for it man that's a huge letdown because as a wife you want to be able to provide for your husband in that, like provide intimacy in that way for your spouse. And you feel guilt if you can't. And then you feel bad for your new spouse that you can't do this. And then you're trying to make it not seem like it's this whole spiral effect. And this is such an easy way for the enemy to like just dive into here and try to rip things apart and make things more difficult that we just want to encourage you that when, not if, when this types of situations come up, because they happen all the time that you you seek the Lord and you <laughs> that sounds so weird, but the Lord cares deeply about our intimacy. And I think that's right. why we had talked about earlier about having scheduled sex because it's so easy to just go for a dry spell and but when you have it scheduled, you are making a promise to each other or a commitment to each other that you're going to follow through on what you say you're gonna do. Right. Like we often forget that like sex is a beautiful gift from mm-hmm. God. And like he cares about that and he wants to see that like flourishing. And that's why it's like only for a married couple. Mm -hmm. Like that's why like God had a gift. It's a beautiful gift. And he put it, had boundaries around that gift. And so then we are now able as married people, like we can enjoy that gift that God gave us because Mm -hmm. like it does, it does get better. And like you actually like start, um, growing in intimacy through it and uh what was i i had another thought of (laughs) what did i what did i want to say i think right like marriage is like rather than having that like self-gratification i think like sex should be that same way Mm -hmm. it's like try to like make it the best for the other person Mm -hmm. and this weird thing happens (laughs) that it actually becomes really great for you of like i'm going to make the best experience for the other person and so I read that somewhere. I don't remember. Well, and sometimes making it the best for the other person is waiting Mm. and being patient and taking it slower, especially as a newlywed. If you're not ready for it, like taking it slow and being patient. Why are you laughing? Just like uh, when in the office. Of course. I knew it was an office thing. uh, Phyllis. Phyllis. Like when, yeah, on our wedding night, we just got naked and we just stood there. so maybe it is just enjoying the other person naked (laughs) it could be it definitely could be hey we have bachelorette parties with a lot of lingerie for a reason (laughs) 
Anything else you want to add? I feel nope. like we're kind of taking this. <laughs> nope, nope. We're going down the... Yes, we're going down the rabbit hole. And that's when it's time to bring it back in and wrap things up. And... <sighs> do you want to do the outro? <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> you brought up the office. Now my face hurts. Well, that's it, folks. <laughs> That'll do it for this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. If you're loving conversations like this and content like this, please feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram at Carrie Vaco. I'd love to be able to answer any questions, be there for support. Or if you're kind of in this boat, feel free to send me a message. I love being able to talk to other women who are walking through this. And we will see you guys in the next episode. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. As always, if you have a question that you would like us to answer here on the podcast, you can go ahead and send us an email at jcvhouse at gmail.com or you can send me a DM over on Instagram at Carrie Vaco. We'd love to be able to answer and feature you on here on the podcast. And as always, if there is somebody in your life who would benefit from this episode, feel free to go ahead and send them the link. And if you love this content, we'd love to be able to hear from you. So go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. Until next time, we love you and we appreciate you. See you guys. Bye.